This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And a happy Thursday to you, Michael Phillips here, MP, on the mic driving you around Richmond or wherever you might be listening worldwide on the free Odyssey app. Welcome in. Lots to get to today. Got a fun show for you. Our pal Lane Casadante scheduled to join the show at 11.15. That's tentative. He's over uh, over at the Altria Theater getting ready for the RVA Sports Awards, uh, which are, I guess, 10 days away now, 9 days away now. Uh, that's... That's maybe the best Richmond sports day in a while because uh, that will be right after the Richmond VCU basketball game, which the hype on that builds by the minute. Uh, you got Richmond VCU hoops, RVA Sports Awards that night. We'll check in with Lane. Look forward to hearing from him. Lots to say about uh, all things monumental, right? Uh, we've got the Wizards moving on to an interim coach. Uh, they dismiss... Slash move to the front office. Wes Unsell Jr. He'll take a senior advisory role uh, with the team. The Wizards will name an interim coach for tonight's game. They will then conduct a full coaching search after the season. You know what that means, of course. Fire up the tanks. Uh, Wizards 7-36. and They certainly don't need assistance in that department. But uh, not bringing in their full-time guy until after this debacle of a season is over. Wiz, by the way, uh, hosting the Utah Jazz tonight. Utah Jazz coach Will Hardy, uh, Richmond's own St. Christopher standout and uh, one of the sharp young basketball minds. Excited to have him back close to home. Your fun Will Hardy fact. Will Hardy is younger than LeBron James, and he is coaching an NBA basketball team. Uh, Pride of St. Chris, Will Hardy, shout out to him. Uh, Call me crazy. I think I like the Jazz's chances tonight. Uh, I think this uh, think think they could get the job done in D.C. tonight. Uh, also want to have some Caps talk, uh, a little puck talk. I haven't done that in a while. We're nearing the NHL trade deadline, and another loss, another non-goal performance for Ovi uh, two nights ago. It's uh, it's a harsh reality, and they've got to make some tough decisions here as we come up to the trade deadline. Not that there's a lot to sell, but... You have to acknowledge the truth at some point. And, you know, they'd promised Ovi a competitive team as he chases Wayne Gretzky's goal a goal record. But if Gretzky's not, or if, if Ovi's not doing his part, uh, I don't know that the team's obligated to do their part and keep buying and, and keep uh, keep bringing veterans in. At some point, you got to hit the button and, and kaboom the thing. Tough, tough decisions there. Uh, I wrote this morning in the Washington Times about the proposed arena in Alexandria, uh, learn some stuff along the way about that. We'll uh, we'll take you to class uh, here in a little bit. Talk about that. Of course, the NFL, big, uh, big doings all over the NFL. Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers is official. He uh, he beats the uh, beats the cops out of uh, out of Michigan there. Uh, he uh, assuming assuming the NFL will not hold him responsible for what happened there. Connor Stallions with the uh, with the spying on the other teams. Looks like he's good. Uh, did the Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll got out of USC just in time. Left him holding the bag. I don't know that there's going to be a lot of bag left to hell, left to hold in Ann Arbor. It, it seemed, my guess would be, the Big Ten's going to look at this and say, look, we could bring the hammer down on one of our biggest brands and the I would argue the biggest rivalry in college football right now and the best rivalry in college football right now. Or we could just say, Dude's gone. Let's keep it moving. I think I think that's the road they'll go down. I don't I don't think you're going to see a thorough investigation here. He's gone. Clean house. Keep it moving. Uh, cuz you got to protect that game. That Michigan Ohio State game right now 
is arguably the the must-see game of the college football season every year. And I, I don't think it does you any good to slap the hammer on Michigan as they enter a coaching search and uh, coaching shift. I am intrigued by the timing of it. Because, right, we're, we're coming up on NFL coaching carousel season, sure. But college football, everything got sorted a while ago. And Harbaugh could have been hired by the Chargers two weeks ago. Uh, but he wasn't. Uh, I'm very curious what negotiations went on behind the scenes. Obviously, you got all sorts of considerations here now. Transfer portal and guys picking up and moving and Michigan needing to hire new coaches kind of outside of college hiring season. I'm very curious what went on behind the scenes there. What what the negotiations were to keep him at Michigan, to to for the Chargers to woo him away, the power they'll give him. Uh, fascinating behind the scenes there, I'm sure. So four vacancies remain. Four vacancies remain. I'll tell you, I think the Commanders are the best of the four. You got Commanders, Falcons, Panthers, and Seahawks. I really like uh, I really like the position the Commanders are in, and I really like uh, their chances. Of, of landing their guy, assuming their guy is Ben Johnson of the Lions. But we start with a busy night in college basketball. And we start with the University of Richmond, which is red hot, red hot. The Spiders beat George Washington 82-74, to handled them. And I, there is no stopping these guys right now. It's, it's a ma- monster game coming up on Saturday now. JC, you got me here? I see you staring at your phone there, buddy. It's just, let's do it. <laughs> it's uh, it's Chris Mooney time. Uh, big game coming up on Saturday uh, against Dayton. Here's Chris Mooney after the game on that matchup against Dayton. You know, that'd be a sold-out crowd and a nationally televised game uh, to embrace that. You know, Richmond has, uh, for many, many years, Richmond has <clears throat> performed well given these opportunities. And... Um, you know, this is something that uh, the reason Richmond wanted to have our players here and the reason that uh, hopefully they chose Richmond would be there are games and opportunities like this. There you go. It's uh, this is the game. This is the one we've all been looking forward to. You are coming, you know, hosting Dayton, best best team in the league. Uh, chance for them to polish off the old resume. Paris 6-0. and Atlantic 10 teams on the collision course. Spiders host Dayton on Saturday. Look, you had to had to had to navigate the speed bump there. Uh, they they handled George Washington, which uh, not uh, not everybody in town was able to do that. Just saying, uh, but they handled George Washington easily, eighty two seventy four win, uh, and now they turn their attention to a big showdown against Dayton, first place in the A ten on the line. Spiders absolutely still chasing that regular season title potentially if they could pull the upset. Now I I I've said I think Dayton's the best school. I don't think it's particularly close in the A ten this year. One game at the Robin Center, anything could happen. Wild night at JMU last night. Uh, JMU hosts Old Dominion, and a JMU pulls out the win. They're eighteen and two. But Terrence Edwards, I think he'll be the Sun Belt Player of the Year this year, gets tossed with the double technical early in the game. Here's JMU coach Mark Byington on what went down on from the Duke's post game radio broadcast on ESPN Harrisonburg. You know, I don't know if that was the best way it was handled. I, um, I, I was, I was with you on that. I, I agree was, with you. It was. Uh, what, did they give you an explanation? Because again, I could see maybe giving them the T for what happened initially, but he did nothing walking away as they went after him. Yeah, he walked away, and uh, the, the first one he deserved a technical, and then got flopped. He, he pushed him. He, and he got flopped, and deserved it. Should have got it then. They did not call that one. Right. And the issue is, he walked away. And the common thing for a referee to do when their guy's chasing our guy down is to say, all right, I'm just going to do the nice, even thing out and do the double technical. Well, the problem was once it was called, he couldn't take it back. So the, the first one should have been called. The, the second one should not have been called. No, no question. Um, I would like to have a nice, good explanation of that because I'm watching the replay. I'm, uh, the second part of it is taking place right in front of me. Um, so we made it through. We yeah. made it through even with that. Even with that. That's JMU coach Mark Byington on his best player, Terrence Edwards, getting tossed early in uh, the game against Old Dominion. Played most of the second half without him after his double technical. And look, it's a rivalry game. You know feelings are going to be hot. Everybody's going to be up in their feelings. Uh, it's tough to toss a kid, though. The, the single technical sends the message. The double technical 
Uh, that that's a lot. Uh, I I get needing to, to keep control of the rivalry game, uh, but the double technical uh, quite quite aggressive there. JMU wins anyway. They're eighteen and two. Uh, of course, they started the season with that great win over Michigan State. Good time to be a Duke right now. Noah Friedel, 15 points, 9 rebounds. TJ Biggerstaff with the double-double, 12 points, 12 rebounds. Of course, uh, lots of room for everybody once Terrence Edwards departed. And uh, the Dukes finish off their in-state rival, the Monarchs, 78-62. to Move to 18-2 and on the season. Wild game in the A-10. I, I, we, we should just start doing around the A-10 every day and and set it to some yakety sax music or something. Something wacky happens in this league every single day. Uh, yesterday, Fordham, Fordham, get the mental picture there, Fordham, little Fordham, shot 36% from the field and won. They beat Rhode Island 71 to 68. Now, setting aside the uh, the decline of Rhode Island, which has obviously been been a thing over the last couple of years, you just never know what you're going to get each night. In Atlantic 10 basketball, Fordham shooting 36% and winning closer to home. The VCU women, big winners yesterday, 73-62 over Dayton. VCU women don't look now. They're 17-2. and uh, Fantastic. Love to see the Rams rolling. We are rolling. It's a Monday morning. Appreciate you guys joining us. You got thoughts on Richmond Dayton coming up this weekend? Holler at me. Got thoughts on the Wizard? The Caps will slide into them in the next segment. Coaching changes in the NFL. It's a busy board. We'll uh, we'll check in on all of it in the next two hours. Glad to have you with us. Michael Phillips here. MP on the mic. You are listening to 910 The Fan. Got the whole crew here. JC's here, Hazel's here, Awan was hanging out with us earlier. Uh, fact check, Hazel's got me, got my back. Uh, fact check. I informed the audience before the break. Uh, it was Monday. It's not Monday. It's not <laughs> particularly close to Monday. It's in fact Thursday, uh, which is pretty far from Monday actually. When you uh, when you look at it calendar wise, yeah. Uh, that's all right. That's good though. I, th- the number of shows I mentally have to do now for the rest of the week has gone way down since i was informed of that this is this very exciting uh very exciting development for my personal it's a great life. revelation uh it's been a fun week we went out to vcu game earlier this week of course uh had a great night last night went out uh downtown i was down at penny lane um now i wasn't there for the soccer but there's a big soccer contingent well I, i'm assuming it was liverpool it's always liverpool down there usually uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll check in with uh with a on that get the official word went over to hotel green for a bit uh, some of the uh, some of the RTD crew had had a lovely evening. Uh, also chatted with uh, an old RTD writer, Zach Reed, uh, one of my favorites. Uh, went out to his. Uh, he's he's an artist now, and uh, we were chatting. He's a big VCU basketball guy. He said, "You know who I miss? You know who I want back? Will Wade." I said, "Zach, you're the only person in town that would say that, but uh, you're not wrong. The the dude could coach some basketball. Uh, he." Setting aside the uh, the character issues, the the guy the guy drew up a mean X's and O's. I'd argue he's the best X's and O's coach they've ever had. He uh, and he's going to have success at McNeese. He'll be back at a Power Five school eventually once that once that show cause runs out. I'm not saying I want him back. I get the sentiment. It, it surprised me at first, right? Like if you could have one VCU coach back, who would it be? I think most people would pick Anthony Grant or Shaka. Maybe Capel. Maybe you get some Capel votes. He's probably underappreciated in his time. But uh, but a Will Wade vote there. I don't think anybody's picking Mike Rhodes. Nothing personal. Nothing personal. But if if you're ranking him, and, and we'll see where Odom stacks up in the end. If you're ranking him, uh, I think you're looking at, you know, Sh- they all had their strengths, right? Shaka was such a great recruiter. Wade was such a good in-game coach. Capel was probably more the the consummate, complete package, you know, renaissance man kind of coach. Uh, they all had their pluses. I Rhodes Rhodes was great, and he kept the program rolling, and he was a great motivator. I just don't know that he has those peaks that the others have uh, along the way. Uh, basketball last night, uh, we told you about Richmond's win, told you about Spiders facing Dayton on Saturday. Uh, that game is going to have a whole truckload of hype coming into it. Paris 6-0 and teams in the Atlantic 10, but UVA got themselves righted last night. 59-53 overtime win. Over NC State, uh, Wolfpack shoot 37%. That's uh, that's a pretty good offensive team there that they put the clamps on. UVA's got the longest home court winning streak in America, 20 
one games. 59 points yesterday, 54 rebounds for the Wahoos. Uh, finally getting the job done inside. Love seeing the emergence of Jordan Minor. And look, it's a home win. So you just kind of take those for granted now for UVA. But it's uh, it's the start of the revenge tour. They lost those three road games. Lost to Notre Dame, lost to Wake, lost to NC State. Uh, and now they're going to host all three over the next few weeks, starting with the win over NC State. And it was, I mean, I look, I don't want to be Mr. Complain about end games because I, I did that yesterday with VCU, right? I thought the VCU finished the way they put Loyola away. Uh, they're they're going to need to clean some things up. UVA's got that times 10. Uh, that was a rough finish to the game. They left fouls on the board, let NC State score late. Uh, they left a timeout on the board, get, didn't get a chance to set the offense even after the play stagnated. Uh, but they get the job done in overtime. The free throws, man, just make make some free throws. That's the most frustrating one as a fan, right, when the free throws aren't going in because you know you make those free throws. There's a lot less tension in the air, a lot less tension in the game. Awad's back. I was at Penny Lane yesterday, and there were a bunch of people with red soccer jerseys. Was that Liverpool? Was that, yeah, it was Liverpool a Liverpool, Liverpool game. How, did they win? I believe they did. Yeah, it looked like everybody was was generally happy. Yeah. So yeah, it was a cup game. Um, so it was like the semifinals. So it was a big deal, but they were predicted to win by a lot because they were playing a lower squad. They renamed the cup, and it's something goofy now, right? I think it was the Carabao Cup. I don't know what Carabao or, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I could. So in 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 England, they have the, like they, three league competitions. It's why the NBA stole it with their in-season tournament. Right? Which was a great idea. Right. Except but for their execution sucked compared it, to the way they, they do it in England. This is the big one, right? The FA Cup? FA Cup is the third biggest trophy. The number one trophy you want to get is the Champions League. Champions League, Premier Europe. League. Premier League 2, but, FA Cup 3. But this is the one that everybody gets to participate in. Um, yeah, but the, the cup yesterday, though, was not the FA Cup. It was the... Oh. Carabao Cup, which is just another cup uh, that they got sponsored that is only, I believe, the teams in England. Oh. FA Cup is like all three, five divisions. Oh. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Too many cups. Well... It's it's good because it you know it, it keeps you interested and the way they do it is is great because you you get to see the reserve players play and when you know with a soccer team it, it works out because you get younger guys it's almost like if the NFL did an in season tournament and you got to see all the you know rookies play you know that's why it doesn't work for basketball because if LeBron's not playing why am I watching yeah. but with soccer. If, you know, the star's not playing, but you're playing an 18-year-old that's supposed to be the next Messi, I'm invested. Honestly, a sport you could probably do this the easiest in is baseball. If you could somehow yeah. freeze the rosters, oh, right? Because, yeah. you know, you don't need people, like, goosing up the rosters, you know, moving between the A's and double A's. Do a full-on, like, Savannah Bananas against, you know, some AAA team to play the Yankees. Yeah. You could do that pretty easily in the middle of a baseball season. And... Uh, I don't want to anger all the baseball purists. Feels like you could carve a few games out to, oh, to, to do that. Hundred percent. Do you know Japan? Japan's big tournament every year. Um, like it's a legendary tournament. It's the high school baseball championship in Japan. Okay. It's a four thousand team single elimination tournament every year. Wow. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Uh, that that that's like the big crowning event of the summer in Japan. Yeah. Every high school team enters. Four thousand teams, single elimination. Like Ichiro won it, Otani won it. You know, it's like where you oh, okay. become famous yeah. as a Japanese baseball player. But it's like a grind because they're playing because to get from four thousand to one, they're playing like multiple games in a day and you know traveling places and, and sliding all around. Yeah, I would love some. Like, does I don't the know Little the League Amer- World Series have as much juice anymore as it used to? Oh like, yeah, oh really? people love the Little okay. League World. It does. I mean, not that ratings are everything. Yeah. It does great ratings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people love that. Uh, if we ever had a local team, I think you know, I think people would. Would get behind it and watch yeah. it and cheer for it. That's a double elimination tournament, right? Um, and they, they got all the little tournaments. But oh, I remember playing little league. Yeah, we put the all star team together. All that. I, I, I was just, a baseball. I knew guy. you were a baseball guy. I'm a baseball I was guy. not good. I only played one year, and yeah. uh, I mean, I was like, I, I felt like I was athletic enough to play baseball. I was just scared of the ball. Yeah, being pitched at me I, for some reason that I like no other sport. I was ever scared of the ball, but baseball. I think you get hit once, all of a sudden you're scarred. I took a, I took a fly ball to the face once. That yeah. was an unpleasant day. Yeah. Uh, my my glove still had the blood stains for a long Ooh. time until I until I you know you just cover your face in the in the, yeah. in the glove after it happens and the blood all over it. Yeah, that was, <laughs> it was an unpleasant. It's it's a contact sport uh, occasionally. Yeah, but those occasions are not pleasant occasions. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Wizards named their new coach. By the way, uh, it is assistant Brian Keefe. 
mm. uh, who just slides slides one seat down the bench. Yeah, I'm not familiar for, for with, guy with the work of Mr. Keefe, but uh, uh, I will be interested in checking him out. I'm not interested in pulling for our guy, Brian <laughs> Keefe. Uh, I think... Uh, we, let's let's finish the job that's been started here. Yeah, uh, but there, got, it's, got a good tank rolling down the street. I want. There's more than that because not only do you have to tank, but you have to win this trade deadline here because teams are calling. Uh, I just saw today that the Hawks and the Lakers are involved in trade talks. The Wizards might be the third team in that. Okay, right? and uh, Jordan Poole, Kyle Kuzma, Tyus Jones. Keep an eye on Tyus Jones being traded. They've got four or five guys that are tradable. Uh, and and it's all about stockpiling draft picks here. And there's this new thing in the NBA that's confusing to me, but basically multiple second round picks equal a first round pick when you're trading. You know, so they've the already Jimmy stockpiled. Johnson. We've got a Jimmy Johnson chart. Right, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's a weird bit here where they've already stockpiled like four second round picks in the future. They're okay. trying to keep it going and then eventually turn those for some first round. You remember that one year where they like traded a pick for cash? Yeah. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. I I. I don't know a lot of Wizards. That feels like a low point to me. <laughs> Obviously, the low point was Gilbert Arenas bringing the gun in, but it feels like a low point of the Wizards' recent struggles was when they traded a draft pick for cash. Yeah, I, I would say you know, Gilbert is definitely a low point. A lower point after that was John Wall re-tearing his ACL yes. in his apartment. Yes, right because he was like he got up to shave or something and slipped. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> the yeah. wi- the Wizards. I just won- so Wizards. I fear there's too many teams tanking now in basketball. Oh, there is. 100%. Yeah, I just like the market advantage is gone. It was like when they did Moneyball and everybody's like, you got to get guys who walk. And then like those guys started making $10 million. Like that wasn't Moneyball. Moneyball was getting those guys for like $12. I mean, you've got three teams with less than 10 wins, 44 games into the season. Yeah. The Wizards, Detroit, and Washington. Portland, just 13 and 31. And and really, the, the thing is, is it's not even... Like, oh, we're tanking on purpose. It's, oh, we're just going to play nothing but young guys. Yeah. And then because of that, they're not scoring points and they're losing games. And it's just... Although the Detroit one feels accidental almost. Yeah. Uh, they, I don't think... They're they, playing all their young stars. They're I know. just not stars. They're, yeah. You wonder what that does for them long term. Yeah. You, you worry about that, right? Because they are all good. I love... Yeah, I was watching. Who's the kid who, who like, took over late in the game when they're breaking the streak, uh, Detroit's Oh, young. Cade Cunningham. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah they, they've got great talent. You wonder yeah. what a season like that does for them, though. Uh, so the Wizards make the coaching switch, uh, change. Uh, everybody slides down a chair. Wes Unsell slides up a chair, goes to work with Ted at the office. Maybe he can drop some new plans for the uh, the arena or something Yeah, up there, keep him busy, uh, make, some, make some copies, get some coffee. You know what my buddy call, calls them now? He doesn't even call them the Washington Wizards anymore. They're the Wizards. The Virginia Vir- Wizards. Virginia Wizards. The Wizards. Um, that's a like. Obviously, I spend a lot of energy on change the commander's name. Mm-hmm. If you want to change the name when they move to Virginia, I'm not opposed. Like Wizards is one that never really took off in my mind. And, and you know, I have a soft spot for it because yeah. I never really watched the bullets, so I only know Wizards. Yeah, I'm not and opposed. I am, I'm not I am opposed. a fan of the alliteration. Yeah, like I'm, the Wash Wiz, the W's. It works for me. I've always called them the Wiz Kids. I like the Zards. I don't think Wizards is a terrible name. I actually think the like the the logo with the guy with the long beard yes. looking yes. like Marlin, like that's a good bit. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. No, that that's a quality one, and it, it's. I don't mind the Wizards. I think you got to keep Washington in the name. I don't think you go to Virginia oh, Wizards. No, no way. it's still it's still the district's team at the end of the day. It's break time here. We'll be back with more. You're listening to nine ten. The fan now one zero five one FM. Alright, A1's here. I'm going to make sure he doesn't get any work done because we were just talking about a, another producer outing here. Uh, he's on mic three, I think. Uh, another producer outing here. Yo, yo. Go play some mini golf. Yeah. Because uh, I was talking, it was at Hotel Green last night having having some bevies. Um, that's, a, that's a fun spot. I covered the National Putt-Putt Championship Ooh. when it was in Richmond in 2007. Would you like to guess what the winning score was at the Midlothian Putt-Putt? Midlothian Family Fun Putt-Putt Center. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, every, so, context. Every hole can be reached in one stroke. Uh, it's not, There's no, like, you know. So, it's not a par three. There's no par three. Well, there are some pars, but every hole can be achieved in one with the right amount of skill. Nine under? A 19. 19 under? No. Oh, 19. 17 holes in one. What? And a two. No way. Yeah. 
I'm talking to like that's just, so that's just unfair because then now we're talking perfection. This guy, this guy won ten grand. Uh, they all took it super. This was like the nation's best. They had been there all week practicing, getting their angles, getting their shots. Yeah. Where was that uh, hosted? And, and then me, young young reporter. Yeah. You know, talking to the guy who gets nineteen, like like the jerk I am. Well, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. What happened on Why that didn't one? You get you got se- eighteen. Seven. <laughs> you got a hole in one seventeen times. What happened on the other one? Yeah. <laughs> did, did the elephant that get you? Did the clown distract you? Score. Um, I can't even like wrap my head around that. It was at the uh, so Midlothian Turnpike. As you go out, like before the Chicken Fiesta, there's the the Family Fun Center. Okay. It was there. Okay. Um, putt putt is a so mini golf and putt putt are different. Okay. Explain. Um, putt putt is does like it's all geometry. There's no pipes and tubes and like windmills and stuff it's all it's strictly geometric it is the purest form of of miniature golf okay mini golf is novelty it's the clowns it's the hills hotel green is mini golf yeah um but putt-putt is a strictly geometric challenge i like both um we used to go to viking golf in yeah Delaware. Okay, yeah. Uh, all the time. I associate Putt Putt with the beach for yeah, sure. Right, yeah. Like yeah, that yeah. that is a Fenwick Island. That is a, a sanctioned beach activity. Yeah. Is 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 mini golf. Probably the best beach activity. It's so Ooh. much fun. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I mean, especially after like a long day on the beach, you yeah. have a few beers, and then you're like, Oh, there's a putt putt course right there. I I can't resist. Yeah. Get me like a soft serve ice cream and, and a putt oh, yeah. putt round. We're good. That's like my perfect day is you go to yeah. the beach, you hang out. Uh, you know, tan a little bit, drink some beers, go in the water. Then okay, let's do putt putt, and then dinner. You know, Be- best works out. Best beach game. I love spike ball. I don't know if you ever play spike. I play ball. spike ball. Love I'm spike ball. way more into paddle ball. Paddle ball. Yes. Yeah. Because you know, I like pickle, I like tennis, and yeah, so that does suit you right? for sure. Yeah, and it's just so much fun because you can full out dive in the sand. Hey, that is the best part. You can First, dive with spike ball too. Like that's, that's you just point. bring a frisbee out. I'll have fun for an yeah, hour right. in the sand. Yeah, yeah just throw it back. Football. Throw it back. And we used, to, you know, I used to be a baseball guy, so you'd bring the baseball throw around. Doesn't have the same. Doesn't translate quite as well as no. you know, like the frisbee where you can dive for it. <laughs> yeah. You know, the football and like splash into the wave while you make a dramatic catch right. or lose it and have to swim out and get it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we got we got our whole spring programmed here. Yeah. We, we, we definitely didn't need to do a producer night outing, uh, putt putt version. I love it. Or Pre- mini golf, whatever, whatever suits you. Whatever yeah. suits. Uh, yeah. Stub was in here. You go. I love Hotel Green. Yeah. Uh, everybody loves Hotel Green. That's yeah, a, that's I think a great, it opened. Want to say like 2017 or 18? It's I been was around. There, been around a minute. I visited Richmond before I moved back here and actually went like the first opening weekend. And uh, I've been back one other time, but it is popping place. Great addition to downtown. Yeah. Because we were we go to Penny Lane all the time. We got like a. We've been sitting at the same table at Penny Lane since I moved here in 2007. <laughs> so I, I know, I know, like, and I think even before that. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, you want to mix it up sometimes, and I don't want to go to Rappahannock. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no disrespect. <laughs> like, there's a time for Rappahannock, yeah. and that time is like when I'm with my wife and we're having a nice dinner. You don't want to just go have drinks with the guys at yeah. Rappahannock. Have you been to the the Sandwich Society? I think Secret Sandwich one? Society, yeah. yeah. That's that's good. I've never been there, but I heard really good things about it. It's a West Virginia concept. Okay. Yeah. Um I so love it. Uh the sandwiches are great, the burgers really good, the drink menu is great, the bartenders are awesome. They'll make like the foofy old fashions where they like they set it on fire and it smokes, smokes and all that. I like that. I'm a yeah. sucker for that. Um they have weird ketchup. I'm just gonna let you know. I'm already out on ketchup. I'm just ketchup, gonna let you so know going matter. in. This is a big deal for some people. You're out on ketchup. Yeah. This will not affect you in any way. You should go down there. But for some people, this is a big deal. They have like an organically sourced ketchup. Uh-huh. It's a little different. It's a little different how's than their, the regular. How's their barbecue sauce or their buffalo? Do they, I, do they change it up for those? No, no. The buffalo standard. I've had a yeah. buffalo chain. I don't think they have a barbecue sandwich. I could be right. It's it's like more deli style uh-huh. sandwiches. They've got like some fried chicken, buffalo chicken. All, all the favorites. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, a great name, though, right? Like Secret we'll, Sandwich Society. We'll let you in. Yeah. I, I just love alliterations like that. That's, that's become my thing. They're all named after presidents. Oh, really? The sandwiches are, yeah. Nice. Now, I don't, that's not the secret. Yeah. I, don't think I, I don't think I'm sharing this. I'm, I'm not getting in trouble well, for One sandwich this. is named after a guy who hasn't become president yet. <laughs> See if you can identify <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> the Benjamin Frank. I wonder. I wonder if they've got a Benjamin Franklin. You know, that's <laughs> that, that's the one. That's the trivia question. That's what you can stump people on. He was never a president. Or they have presidents that were buried at Hollywood Cemetery. Right? The presidents of the South. 
That's my favorite Richmond trivia question. There's yeah. three presidents buried at Hollywood Cemetery. Can you name them? Yeah. And, of course, Jefferson Davis is is the trick answer, the third, yeah. with uh, Monroe and Tyler. Yep. Uh, that, that's a good, yeah. It's a good Richmond, like, you You got to be a Richmonder to know that answer. You got to be, you got to be a hardcore Richmonder to know that answer. Yeah. Um, I've never, like, I. that's, people, like, sneak in there on, like, Halloween and stuff. I've never done that. We used to, my buddy in, in college, that was his number one date spot. <laughs> he'd take a girl, <laughs> and a bottle of wine, and a blanket. Oh, he's still single, but and oh, okay. he'd sit around Hollywood. Set. Apparently, the the sunset views are immaculate <laughs> at Hollywood Cemetery. It's basically just weird Maymont. I guess. I mean, what's Maymont if not you right. know Hollywood Cemetery without the dead people? Right. Hollywood yeah. Cemetery <laughs> is Goth Maymont. Yeah. Absolutely. Goth Maymont. Yeah. Goth Maymont. Emo yeah. Maymont. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But we used to go there a lot because we lived right in Oregon Hill. Uh, mini cool. golf outing, but first, first we got to get stub uh, to do that. To we got bowling tomorrow. Yeah. I'm fired up for bowling tomorrow. because uh, because this is uh, River City. You, roll. you need a win. I need a dub. You need a win. I need a dub, and I turned one down last week when I didn't take the Lions bet with you. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I don't. I think we're all in agreement on this weekend's games. I don't think we have action this weekend, right? I mean, it's tough because I'm still going back and forth on what to do with with my Ravens ticket. Like, do you do you actually want to buy it from me? So you you have you bet ten dollars on the Ravens yes. to win the Super Bowl. Yes, and it it, it would be two hundred dollars if the Ravens win the Super Bowl. Um, they have offered you the, the cash out button. They've offered you fifty nine sixty. So fifty nine sixty, and, and you were you were struggling with it. As I said, I will buy the ticket off of you for sixty dollars. Yeah, because that's better odds than you can get at the market. And I like the Ravens right now. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts? If you want it for sixty bucks, I <coughs> I really might sell it. I really might sell it. Um, the well, the thing is, is what's the difference between selling to you and cashing out? I guess I would still have a little bit of a sweat rooting for you. The difference in that is there's more juice for the show. Sorry, right, so that, how about that's this? The I sell you the ticket for sixty bucks. Okay. If you cash in, you throw another ten bucks on top of it for me. Okay. How about this? Okay. Let's go in together. I'll buy half the ticket off you for thirty. Okay, and then and so then we so I hold a, on to it. We each get a hundred. And if we lose, I still get thirty bucks. You have my thirty dollars. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't have to return it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's kind of that's a good one. Because then we're sweating together. Yeah. We're sweating together. Like we're, we're talking about nothing going... like two guys sweating together. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the sweat lodge. Because um, we were talking about going to Vegas, and and I love craps. Yeah. For that reason, like it's complicated, but everybody plays together. Right. You all win together or lose together. Like at blackjack, you know, like I could be on a heater, you could be losing all your money, and like you. Like you might be like, "Hey, buddy, good for you," but you're not actually happy for uh, me. Oh, there's there's been times where I'm at a blackjack <laughs> table and a guy screams at me, "I can't believe you hit that!" Yeah, I was supposed to be my jack. Yeah, yeah. No, they, but it craps. We all play together. We all yeah. want the same number. I yeah. like the teamwork. As I, yeah, I like the teamwork. Which is funny because my other favorite game is poker, where I try to destroy every other person right. at the table yeah. to show them no remorse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we're going to have some fun with that. Uh, ACC football schedules came out yesterday. Yes. Uh, we're going to break that down on the other side of this break. You're listening to 910 The Fan at 105.1 FM. All right. The disrespect is real. The disrespect is real out there. My guy, Derby Bill. He's my guy. You know you're my guy, Derby Bill. Says, are you going to use gutter guards on Friday when you go bowling with AWOD? Incorrect. No, 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 no. How no, 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 no. This is, this is regulation <laughs> lanes. No gutter guards. How when, when dare we go you, rolling. Derby Bill? Now, this <laughs> this much is true. I can't put the spin on the ball. I can't do it. It's a straight ahead roll. I'm just straight ahead rolling. You can't do it. Like you've attempted, and it's it's not the spin. I was corrected from my live broadcast there. Please, it is the hook. Great. I can't do either. Yeah. yeah there's no not gonna <laughs> be you, any. Have Engli- you attempted the hook? There won't be any English on the ball. Oh, here's the other no question. English. Well, sure. Are you conventional or are you? Unconventional in terms of do you stick your fingers all the way into the balls or do you just do half a finger? I stick my finger all the way in the hole, Adam. I, I do too. <laughs> but the thing is, is I've been Can told we not, gentlemen? That the, the, half, the halfway is the actual conventional. Is you're not supposed to go full. You're not supposed to go full. No. I had no idea. Yeah, absolutely. I, had no not. Idea. I remember Helps like you get better control. I remember back mm-hmm. in the day, like in high school, you would go is like how heavy of a ball you could use yeah. to show everybody how cool you were. I don't think that like. I want a light ball that I can just fling down there and make the pins explode. That's yeah. that's what I want. I don't. I'm not here to prove anything other than how many pins I can knock down. 
I like that. So tomorrow, tomorrow we'll do it. River City Roll tomorrow. Come on down, join us for lunch tomorrow at River City Roll. ACC football schedules came out yesterday. Uh, two takes for two teams here. You got Tech and you got UVA. Uh, start with the Hokies. This is this is a, a nice, soft schedule for the Hokies out of the gate. Uh, they open at Vandy, which I think is a fascinating game, right? That That's one. Vandy's not, you know, they're not all that, but that that's an SEC team on the road. Uh, you're, you're always, uh, you've always got an eye on that. Uh, what, you know, that could trip you up, but if they can survive that, you got Marshall old dominion Rutgers right out of the gate. Uh, nice, nice soft. Uh, and then you start with Miami, Stanford, Boston college, Georgia tech, Syracuse. Uh, I'm just going to say, you know, we look at the schedule, you do the wins and losses. That's the radio bit. We got plenty of time to do that between now and camp. Hopefully we get out to Blacksburg, do a show out there during, during fall practices. I think that'd be a ton of fun. That first nine, this is a team that could be eight and one pretty easily. I'm just going to say it looking at the schedule. Now you're coming in hot down, down the stretch. Then you got Clemson. Uh, you got Duke, who I think will continue to be very good. Uh, the finisher against UVA. I I think this is a team that could win a lot of games early in the schedule. That's a double-edged sword for Brent Pry. He didn't have that this year. He had some tough games. He, he, you, you remember that, that Rutgers game, the Marshall game, and the Purdue in the rain. There were a lot of 50-50 games early, and they didn't go his way. They stuck with it. They, they grinded out their wins. They got to the bowl. They took care of business in the bowl. I think the expectations are going to be a lot higher with this schedule. Uh, you fold in the ACC element, which is fascinating to me. They'll be at Stanford. Hokies are going out to San Francisco. That's very tough. For a regular season game. That, that is, it's coming off of the Miami game, too, which is a road game. Miami on the road, then Stanford on the road. That's not a, that's not a great stretch, but that's, you know, I think Stanford will be beatable. I, I don't think this, is, this isn't the David Shaw Stanford teams. That you're used to. But anytime you're going cross-country, it's not going to be easy. My my one request is, every time Stanford's out here, you got you to hit that noon kick. Anytime you get a West Coast team out here, noon kick's for everybody. Like, I, I know as a fan that nobody loves the noon kick. But if you're hosting a West Coast team, noon kick's for everybody. Back when I covered UVA, they had a home-and-home home with uh, USC, Southern Cal, uh, which was... One, the best trip we made on, on the beat the whole time I was there. Uh, you're going out to the L.A. Coliseum and being in L.A., ton of fun. Uh, the UVA leg of that game, noon kick. Uh, the USC leg of that game, 7.30 local kickoff, which is, of course, 10.30 Eastern. So it was played at 10.30 Eastern out there, 9 a.m. Pacific when they came out there. You got you to gotta press your advantage in college football. If you can get an advantage, you got to press your advantage. These things are important to do. All right. UVA's football schedule. <coughs> they got Wake Forest at Wake Forest week two. And I don't love that. Don't love a road game against a team that, that has been been spicy in recent years. Last year was a down year uh, when they lost Hartman, but they've had some good teams recently. You got, so Richmond out of the gate, they'll, they'll handle the Spiders. At Wake Forest, home against Maryland, at Coastal Carolina. Uh, that's that's a tough, tough early tightrope to walk there. Uh, Maryland got them in College Park this year. That'll be a fun return trip, uh, especially without Talia Tungavailoa. Uh, easy for me to say. Uh, the, I think those teams will be a lot more evenly matched this year. They got to get their quarterback situation resolved between now and then, too. I can't imagine just running it back the way they did last year, but that that's the path we're on right now. Uh, I'd love to see either Calandry get it full-time or you know find somebody in the portal that you feel good with but I, I don't love the idea of doing a, a second quarterback competition or carousel with guys who are already known quantities. Uh, UVA's got the open date after Coastal. Boston College, Louisville, Clemson, UNC is your October stretch. Uh, Boston College at home, you should be able to handle that one. But Louisville, Clemson, North Carolina, that is potentially three losses in a row right there. They've, they've been dealt a tougher hand than the Hokies. That, that's what I'm going to say about that. You finish up. They've got SMU at home. That's their new team game. Uh, but you finish up with Notre Dame, SMU, and Virginia Tech. Uh, this is a tough draw on paper. I think I'd rather have Stanford than SMU, even going on the road to do it. I think SMU is uh, well-resourced, as they say. 
Uh, they're gonna they're gonna throw a lot of money into making a good first impression in the ACC. You remember that deal when they joined? They turned down the TV money just to get the invitation. They said we'll play for free. You know what? They got they got that oil money down in Texas. That team starts slumping, oil prices are gonna go up. Uh, you're just, just gonna pump some more uh, pump some more players out of the ground down there at SMU. Uh, it's what Texas A&M did. Needed to fire their coach, hundred million dollars, pump some oil, cut that check. Uh, that's that's a tough finishing kick. Notre Dame, SMU, Virginia Tech for UVA. Certainly a schedule that does them no favors. Uh, and I do look. You know, am I biased? Sure. I think Tech's a little bit better of a team coming into next year. But I think a bowl game should be the expectation for UVA. And then you look at the non-conference. Maryland's not a gimme. Coastal Coastal's not a gimme. Uh, there's a lot. Notre Dame on the schedule. This is a bad year to have Notre Dame on the schedule. We got another hour of programming. Lane Casadane is going to join us. Uh, tons of fun ahead. Hope you'll be with us for that. This is 910 The Fan, now 105.1 FM. Five. This is MP on the mic on Sports Radio 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM. It's a Thursday. We love to join our good friend Lane Casadante of CBS 6. Uh, Lane, an exciting uh, morning for you. Uh, out getting ready for next week's big event. How's it going? No, oh, good morning, Mike. How are you? Yeah, we were down at the Altria getting ready for uh, next Saturday's RBA Sports Awards, the uh, third annual installment of honoring the best in the area over uh, the past year. Uh, Lane's a great host of that, and I appreciate that Lane is a great host of that because it allows me to indulge in the open bar without fear of being called on stage to do anything, which is certainly my favorite thing to do. Uh, anything you can tell us uh, about the show, I, or is, is this like the Oscars? Or you had to swear to secrecy. Uh, well, we we announced the the finalists in each category back in December, and it, this is one that the public uh, votes on completely. Um, uh, some of the uh, some of the voting was very interesting. Um, I Ooh. think that uh, there'll be a couple of surprises uh, for when you see uh, who actually wins, as opposed to who was nominated. And um, it's uh, it was it was very, looking at the voting. It was very interesting. I can I'll just put it that way. Juicy. That's the stuff Sports Talk Radio is made of, Lane. I love it. All right, let's do a little chat with Lane Casadante. He's the dean of local TV sports. And if it seems like he knows it all, that's because he does. It's time for Thursdays with Lane Casadante of CBS 6. RVA Sports Awards, of course, will be on CBS 6. We'll look forward to that. But right now, Lane, I'm looking forward to Saturday. University of Richmond, 6-0 and in A-10 play. Dayton, 6-0 and in A-10 play. Robbins Center, Saturday, 6 o'clock. Something's got to give. Uh, yeah, and this is really going to be uh, the the ultimate test for any A-10 team this year. VCU is going to get the same challenge a little bit later in the season. Uh, Richmond has – I have been very, very impressed with the job that Chris Mooney has done over there this year, compiling the, uh, the roster that he has, changing his uh, coaching and offensive philosophies a little bit, not a lot, but he's changed it a little bit. And I mean, you know, you've you've watched that team for as multiple years as well. Coming into Richmond, first of all, is that an easy program to join? And it's not an easy school to get into, and it's a different atmosphere than most other college programs. And then with what Coach Mooney and his staff ask players to do, that's an even bigger challenge. And the fact that they've compiled all this together in a relatively short period of time. Uh, is really really impressive. Now, what will happen against you know, a nationally ranked opponent that is the presumed you know champion, the preseason uh, champion of the conference, and one that has been playing like it all the way through, and one that has something to prove after losing in the title game in Brooklyn last year? 
We're going to find out. You know, you just hope that Richmond comes out, plays their best game, and then we'll see what happens. You would hate to see them come out and just uh, – you'd hate to see any team come out with an opportunity like that and just not play their best uh, as well as we know they're capable of playing. And, and you know, we love, we love some good March teams. Of course, you guys have the tournament at CBS 6, so I know you do. I mean, if they can, if they can hang with Dayton – I don't think it's unreasonable to start that discussion, especially you know, I, I just co-sign everything you said. The job they've done, the the program they've built, the way they've reloaded this year. I, I think if they win this, you're talking at large and you're doing it with a straight face. And I, But I think this year, more than any other year, the committee is really going to pay attention to what happens from the middle of February on, especially in the conference tournaments, because so many of these teams with the transfer portal – and with NIL, there are so many new faces on programs across the country. They're going to give more credence to how you played coming in than how you might have played in, let's say, November and December when people were still trying to figure things out. So uh, I agree with you. Um, we can, you know, but it's really going to, I, I think for anybody in the A10, it's really going to depend on what happens after February 15th and going all the way through the conference tournaments uh, as to whether or not you know, the the committee is really going to be giving them a hard look. I don't envy the committee's job this year. They're going to take some teams that have some ghastly November and December losses, and they're going to be justified in doing so. Or they're going to snub some teams that are red hot, and they're going to do so for what happened in November and December. A new team, they, the transfer portal world has not caught up with how we view the tournament yet. That might be good news for the VCU fans, though, because certainly you know this, that that's a very different team than it was when they were losing to Norfolk State and, and Everybody was pulling their hair out over that. Oh yeah, and and actually, not all of you know VCU's losses are bad either. You look at what McNeese State has done. Yep. I think they have the either the longest or the second longest winning streak in the country right now. So, um, you know, no shame in that. And some of those losses back in November and December are going to be proved to be actually pretty good losses. And I we we know from past experience that the committee takes that into account too. So. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't envy them either because uh, really, you could throw a whole bunch of names in a hat, and any of them that you pull out, you, you know, you could justify it in some way, or and or conversely, tear it down in some way. Exactly. Yeah, it's uh, d- depends which side you're on. Oh yeah, committee nailed it this year versus that. Ah, a terrible year by the committee. How could they overlook how we peaked at the end of the year? Uh, Lane Casadani, we love having him on on Thursdays. All right, Lane, I'll, I'll take a stab here. Um, Will Hardy's in, in D.C. tonight. He's the jazz coach, St. Chris guy. Did you cover him at all? Uh, I'm always intrigued by by local guys who who you know make good who weren't like you know on the on the marquee when they were here. Uh, Will Hardy though doing a great job as the jazz coach, St. Christopher's kid. Uh, did did you interact with him? Did you cover him along the way? I. I covered St. Chris, but I, I I would be lying if I said I remembered him when he was there. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it, and again, there's a bunch of those guys that you kind of remember. And if you go back and find the roster, you say, yeah, he was there. I mean, what I do remember is I remember shooting uh, at least a game or two watching Ryan Odom play for Hamden Sydney against Randolph Macon. I actually do remember that. And, you know, Griff Aldrich on that team, who's the head coach at Longwood now, uh, but if I if I said that I remembered, you know, this, those St. Chris teams back then, I would uh, I would be pulling your leg. Well, everybody would, right? Like that's and he's a coach, not a player, right? With the players, it's so easy to identify. But you know, you're not. We're not asking the coaches, like you know, who, who's the guy on the bench who you think will be an NBA coach someday? That's, that comes. That stuff that that stuff's not uh, not top of mind these days. No, and, but you do. You also see there are some people who, and I, I keep using this example all the time, like Russell Wilson. When we saw him at Collegiate, that's the same guy we saw in Seattle. Yeah. Um, to a certain extent, when he plays that way now, it's the same guy we see in Denver. Um, he was that guy, you know, slinging it around the West End back when he was a junior and senior for the Cougars, winning state championships. So. Sometimes, you know, in very few instances, you can see, oh, yeah, you know, you can absolutely see where he would have gone on and had a really good career. But you're right. But a lot of times uh, there's no way you can kind of predict where a, a, a player or a coach's career arc will take them. Nope. We love uh, love celebrating our own. Will Hardy coaching the Jazz. I, I like their chances tonight, Lane, against the Wizards. Call me, call me. I'm, I'm not you know Nostradamus. 
I think you, me, and let's go find uh, three guys, you know, somewhere at uh, Kerry Street Gym. I like our chances against the Exactly, Wizards. exactly. Uh, Lane Gassadane, it's Thursdays with Lane. Uh, they've got Beyond the Roster. Usually on Thursdays, you have Beyond the Roster tonight. What's, uh, what's cooking uh, over at CBS 6? We do not have one tonight, but next week we are going to have uh, a profile of Tony Squire, uh, legendary AAU coach here in town for many, many years. He was one of the first if not the first, you know, one of the first big ones to do it across the country. He is going to be getting our community champion award um, at the uh, RBA Sports Awards next week. So we have caught up with some of the uh, some of the players that he had in his program who have now gone on to mentor and coach and do things uh, beyond Richmond. And uh, we're going to get their thoughts on what Tony has done for this area, done for thousands of kids that have come through his program and how he continues to affect the game today just by the coaching tree and the outreach that he has from the example that he set. Love it. Look forward to that. Uh, Lane Cassidani, I always appreciate you joining us on a Thursday. Mike, thanks for having me. Have a great weekend, everybody. There he goes, Lane Cassidante. And, uh, yeah, I, I love that Russell Wilson example because uh, you knew – you knew that kid was something special when you watched him doing the two-point conversion uh, to win to win a state title out there at Collegiate. Uh, and he was, I remember at, at the newspaper, that was a huge debate whether he should be the All-Metro Player of the Year because you traditionally, you know, you think about John, your John Marshalls and, you know, obviously at the time, Hermitage and Bird, whether you grab the star player from those big public schools or, or whether, you know, this, this kid, this small kid from Collegiate was worthy of that honor. And I, I think ultimately, uh, ultimately the right call was made. Uh, Russell Wilson was, in fact, All Metro Player of the Year, and he's done all right for himself. Not, notwithstanding whatever comes next. And uh, by the way, I'll say it again: I'm not opposed to him landing in D.C. I'm really not. If, if they, Jane Daniels is my guy, but if they trade back out of number two. I'm not opposed to it at all. I'll say that. I'll say more. We got another half hour of radio. Up next, you're listening to 910 The Fan, now 105.1 FM. 1 FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 